What is up, everybody? This is the Whiskey Sessions Podcast, episode 78. This is A-Mats here with B-Pimp. B-Pimp, what is up with you? How are we doing out there, listeners in listener land? I just am getting the emails in. They're doing great. Yes! Sweet. Um, all right. Well, we have a great episode because we are talking about uh, the best all-time drummers. And of course, Neil Peart passed away last month. So a, a bit of a tribute to him, but really got us thinking about who are the best drummers out there? It's, it's not talked about enough. Yeah, I love drummers. Drummers are great. It's a fun thing to like follow through all the different types of music you like or the bands. Like I'm always listening for the drums. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to play a round of Let's Get Personal, which if our listeners, you know, if they're recent converts to the way of the whiskey sessions, we actually haven't played this game in about 20 episodes, believe it or not. Um, but this is where we play a game where B-Pimp and I have to guess if a celebrity has a personal life section in their Wikipedia page or not. So it's, it's, it's a great game. Um, but before we get to it, B-Pimp, I've got a whiskey to try. How it's, exciting. Yes. That's kind of the purpose of the Whiskey Sessions podcast, I've learned. Uh, what I'm trying is Seagram's V.O., so I know we've done a lot of different versions of Seagram's before, not this one. Um, it is Canada's finest, of course. Uh, 40% alcohol by volume, 80 proof. So just like your gentleman's Jack from last episode, I am drinking it on the rocks. And then after I drink it on the rocks, I'm going to mix it with a little original New York seltzer, uh, vanilla cream soda which I found at the liquor store and I'm very happy I did because I like it. Very nice. It's yeah. like a little impromptu cocktail. It's blended and bottled in Waterloo, Ontario, Canada. So Waterloo, I don't know where in Ontario that is, but I'm guessing it's not too far from Toronto. I bet the Ab- ABBA song about Waterloo was really about that place. Probably. All right, so I'm going to test it out. Got it in a nice looking glass. Its smell is... I would say its smell is not too strong. It's uh, not caramely, really. I believe this is the glass from the uh, logo. It is. Yeah, I'm definitely drinking out of that glass. Maybe even using the same ice. I'm not sure. Wow. There's a lot of pressure riding on this Seagram's VO. I'm taking a sip. Uh, Let me try one more sip. We're very thorough here on the whiskey sessions, ladies and gentlemen. Hmm. Okay, so it has a little front-facing bite to it. Um, the taste itself... Ooh, boy, this is tough. I can see it you have a pained, pained look on your face. And It's a pained look, not because I dislike the whiskey, but because it, it is a difficult decision to make. It's, it's kind of riding that fence for me right now, which means I'm going to do something that is... I don't know if it's been done on this podcast before, but I'm going to take a third... Oh, boy. Before making up my mind. Okay. I can verify this sip is being taken. I'm trying to put it on the smooth train, but I just can't. I don't think it has enough to it. And though it is maybe good enough if you just wanted to mix it with something, it's, it's not to the level, it's not to the standard 
that I think our listeners should be like holding themselves to when they're picking whiskey. So for that reason, I'm giving Seagram's VO the BO OT. <laughs> Was, which is the boot i was gonna say vo in this case stands for voted off the smooth train <laughs> exactly well hold on they were never on the smooth train true that's why I can, mine doesn't work yours is much better <laughs> it had just we knew that the letters had to fit in somehow exactly I'm glad they did yes uh all right so for 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 you sickos out there that just want to try the boot whiskey you've got another one to check that's a subsection of the audience is the people that just wait for you to like mostly you to give things to boot and then they run out and they buy it. Yeah. Um, all right. So we got around a let's get personal. Um, I kind of briefly touched upon what this game is about. B pimp. Do you want to go into the details of exactly how we play this? Yes. Uh, if you're not familiar, let's get personal. The personal cleverly refers to the personal life section of a Wikipedia page. So you may think, well, wouldn't anybody have a personal life? But no, not necessarily. They only give personal life sections to people who have specifically notable details, either with like who they're married to, how many kids they have, whatever. They put that stuff in there. So some people that are like super popular and famous that you might think, oh yeah, they have to have one. They don't. Yeah. So the game is, can we figure it out? And for the folks at home, We've played this game a bunch of times before. What we do is we do five people at a time. Uh, and then the next episode, um, so this episode, I'm going to have five people for B-Pimp to guess if they have per personal life sections or not on their Wikipedia page. Next episode, B-Pimp will do the same for me. We've completed five rounds of this game. Uh, and we do five at a time. And as it stands right now, B-Pimp, has guessed correctly 12 out of 25 times if they have a personal life section or not. And I've guessed correctly 14 out of 25 times. So B-Pimp right now is two behind me. I'll be honest with you. I think you have an opportunity to catch up here, but I don't want to put too much pressure on you, or do I? Well, to this point, I've been worse than a coin flip. So <laughs> we got to see how if I can rebound. All right. So this is Let's Get Personal. Let's get personal, personal, perfect. All right, B-Pimp, we're talking about drummers this episode. We're naming our top five drummers. So I thought, you know, what a better, you know, category than to do drummers for personal life. So here we go. Your first drummer, do they have a personal life section or not in their Wikipedia page? White Stripes drummer, Meg White. Now, that's a very interesting place to start because um, I do know uh, I've heard varying rumors about like where her and Jack White, they were like a couple. At one, but they're not related, right? Don't try to suss out hints from me. Okay. So <laughs> because, because of this nebulous like stuff I've heard, I'm going to say she does. You're correct. Yes. Jack White does have a personal life section. It does talk about how she was married to Jack White. Oh, married. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it also states that she is a, a pretty private person. Wow. So they put a section in about how, well, you know, she doesn't have a lot of personal life going on. Just used to be married to Jack. Yeah. It's not a long section. I think it's two very short paragraphs. Okay. All right. Good job. You're up to 13. You are up to a coin toss. 
All right. My life's goal. Your second person. Beatles drummer Ringo Starr. I'm just going to say yes. Yes, correct. It's long. I don't even remember what's in it, but a lot. Okay. I almost outsmarted myself and said, oh, it's so obvious. You must not have one. But no, I didn't. That's, see, I think that's the key thing. We've outsmarted ourselves on this game so many times. Um, all right. You are two for two in this round. That puts you at better 50% than 50% overall. Here's your third drummer, uh, Blink-182 drummer and drummer for a lot of other tracks, especially hip-hop tracks, Travis Barker. Oh, good old Trev. Trev, does he have a personal life? Uh, I'm going to say he also does. Yes, correct. Pretty good. Three for three. Oh, yeah. Uh, Travis Barker has been married a couple of times. Um, and there is some legal stuff in there, but I forget what. Who cares? Okay, next one. Roots drummer, Questlove. Oh, I wonder if Questlove... Yeah, I think Questlove does too. I'm going to say yes again. I'm afraid he does not. Oh. Believe it or not. Yeah, Questlove does not have a personal life section in his Wikipedia page. I was very surprised to find that out. I think he's vegan, so I thought maybe they would have like a, you know, I don't know if that, I guess that's not really personal life, that's more like trivia. Yeah, they had like an early life section, but I decided, well, I mean, I didn't decide it. That does not count. No, you're correct. Okay. I can accept that. All right, so you're three for four in this round, and your final one, Red Hot Chili Peppers drummer, Chad Smith. Eh, I love Chad. I'm going to say Chad does not. Oof, not a strong finish for you, B-Pimp. I'm sorry. Chad Smith does have a personal oh, section. Hilariously okay. has a subsection about his resemblance to Will Ferrell. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think I've actually even read that before, and I botched it. All right, but overall, three for five, one of your better rounds. I'll that, take that. It puts you at an even Steven 15 for 30. Oh, yeah. I love it. I'm going to bask in this glow. All right, excellent job with Let's Get Personal Be Pimp. Now we have to talk about the real deal, uh, our top five drummers. Any thoughts as you put together this list? Did you scour the internet trying to remind you of all the drummers? Did you just go off your first instinct? Honestly, it was a – well, no, I didn't scour. I have five that came to mind pretty quick, and then I had a few more come to mind that I – think will just be for honorable mentions so it's a little bit of a spoiler just nine drummers i was like this pretty much encapsulates like i'll get into it more when we talk about them but just like the kind of music i like the kind of drummers i tend to like that's who's in my top five nice i actually have nine as well so that's interesting uh all right um let's get into it then these are our top five drummers more than four, less than six. It's the top five. All right, my number five is drummer of Green Day, and one of the first like bands. I, I wouldn't say one of the first bands I liked, but when I listened to it, I was like that drummer is putting in work. Trey Cool. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm not as familiar with. I had like, I think Nimrod. Maybe is that one of the CDs from the Nimrod's one? Um, the one that came out like right when I was starting to buy CDs was Dookie. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. which I think was the one right before Nimrod. And I always thought like he really brought a lot of the energy that exists with that band. 
makes very weird facial expressions, seems like a generally weird dude, and frankly has a bad name. Um, but <laughs> still a pretty kick-ass drummer. So yeah. uh, that's how I'm going with him for my number five. Who's your number five? My number five is, uh, you may know him as the drummer for Death Clock, Gene Hoagland. Ooh, interesting. Good pick. Yeah, he's. Uh, I like the fact that he teamed up with Brendan Small for Death Clock um, and is the drummer for that. But Pickles. But um, I also like him. He was in a lot of like early thrash bands that came out of the Bay Area. Like Dark Angel is the big one that okay. was like kind of a precursor to that sound being more popular. It was in the like early to mid '80s. They had some really really intense crazy records and he's just known as like one of the most uh creative and powerful drummers in death metal which is a genre that i like so gene hoagland number five gene hoagland good pick so gene hoagland as pickles do they use his voice in the show or just his drumming just the drumming he's just the the actual person drumming for the cds in the show okay good to know uh, great pick. My number four is a former player with Prince. And my favorite stint that she had uh, was the uh, lead, what would you call it, music person for the Magic Johnson show when he did a very short-lived uh, talk show. But Sheila E. Oh, okay. That's good. She was like the band, like the Kevin Eubanks. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was the band leader. Which, <laughs> that was such a funny show. Um, but that was actually my first introduction to her. And then going back to see like, oh, what is she known for? I was like, oh, shit. Like, Prince, I'll say this about Prince. Like, incredible discography. Just, he's done so many songs. And a lot of them, I would say, unlike other legendary musicians, aren't very good. But the the musicianship of Prince's albums are incredible. Always. Oh yeah, and, uh, yeah. I, I, I think Sheila E, excellent drummer, and uh, yeah, that's why she's my number four. Who is your number four? My number four is Rage Against the Machines. Brad Wilk. Ooh, good pick. I that, I wasn't thinking about Rage Against the Machine. That's a great pick. I love Brad Wilk. Um, he also was the drummer for um, Audio Slave, of course, because that was the um, combo project with. Chris Cornell and, yeah. and the Rage Boys, but uh, he even his Audio Slave stuff is good. But I mean, the the first Rage Against the Machine album and Evil Empire, and even to some extent, uh, Battle of Los Angeles, those like first few albums um, just are fantastic, and I love his work. He's very groovy, even though it's like angry music. He's just like a very uh entertaining drummer to listen to and watch yeah and i would say it's like with rage against the machine it is angry music but it's mostly vocally angry i mean like the actual backing beats like are they i think what makes them work is the fact that they had that like groove beneath the anger absolutely like it wouldn't worked or it would not have worked if it was just all angry like sludgy stuff yeah, I think that's that encapsulates it too. Like the the reason they're so good. Yeah. No. Uh, great pick. My number three is Jason Finn 
of the presidents of the United States of America. Yeah. So, like, with the presidents, what I like about them, always had minimalist songs, even used minimalist instruments, whether it was, like, a two-string bass guitar or, like, bass guitar, like, half bass, half guitar, a three-string guitar. And then Jason, I think, would use, at least in some live shows, a very, very minimalized drum set. I forget everything that would be on it, but maybe, like, a a snare and a tom and, like, a hi-hat and a crash and and a kick drum, and that's, like, it. So excellent drummer at, um, and I, I, I believe in that as a musician too. Like you don't need all the bells and whistles. It's about creating that groove and that song. And I think he was a huge addition into what made so many of those songs earworms. Yeah, I like it. I like the, it's not, mine tends to be, cause just because of the music I like and the music I listen to tends to be all these guys that are like super, technical and like have these huge but it's there could be like you said the best drummers in the world maybe they don't need all that stuff and it's just like how they express their themselves i like it yeah and depending where you are like i don't know what the biggest president single was i mean it was either lump or peaches um i think for most people maybe lump i actually put out this question a few years ago because i wasn't sure where i was from in seattle it was like unquestionably peaches Oh, okay. But then the more, like when I was in college, you know, well after these songs came out, people knew Lump much better. Do you think that's because of Gump? I, mean, I don't Perry? know. Weird like, maybe it is. It. Yeah. Either way, though, Lump, great song. People forget, like the whole first verse is only drums and vocals. Yeah. I remember, yeah, it's real, and it's real intense. Like, yeah. it's great. It's what makes it kick. Yeah. Um, all right, who is your number three, right? Yeah, number three um, for me is Dave Lombardo from Slayer. Mm, that was a name I kept seeing pop up on all these best of lists. I'm like, I don't know who that is. Yeah, he's a, it's a, Slayer's like a lot of things. I mean, the people that like heavy music know, but he, it's an acquired taste. Some people just, it, you can't get past like some of the, other stuff but if you do listen to them you'll won't be able to make it far without noticing like how good of a drummer he is and he's just the double bass like the uh, two kick pedals and like just the rhythms that he can he can put under all that like frenetic guitar playing and vocals it's it's so good um and he's he's a legend and i love dave lombardo good pick all right my number two um is former drummer of Nirvana, Dave Grohl. Nice. I have him on my honorable mentions. For like, again, like one of those, Nirvana is not exactly in the same vein as the president of the United States of America, I would say, but is in a certain sense of where Nirvana is not, not a heavily layered instrumental band. Like the point of them was they, they were, they obliterated hair metal and finally said, let's, let's bring it back to the simple stuff. Let's just get our anger, our songs, our really like simple riffs and just a couple of instruments out there. And Dave Grohl is the perfect drummer for that kind of music. Yeah, he also, um, I was never huge into Nirvana, but he was the drummer for queens of the stone age songs for the deaf which is one of my favorite albums of all time and there's a video particularly of them playing song for the dead 
uh, at Glastonbury or some like festival in the UK. And it's just Dave Grohl, no shirt on just going to town in that song. And it's like one of my favorite live performances I've ever seen. And I think he's a pretty great, like just there's a lot of emotion that comes out of him when he's mm-hmm. drumming and it's really entertaining. He's a kick-ass drummer. All yeah. right. Who's your number two? My number two is tools. Danny Carey. Oh, all right. Let's hear it. So that he's no, he's kind of like, uh, he's kind of well known for just being, uh, he does a lot of things in an odd way. Like he has, he kind of has a big drum set and he, um, he's just like a technically very masterful drummer. Um, but he's also like tool is very experimental. So he does a lot of, um, there's like some of their albums you can almost sit there and listen to the whole album just listening to the drums and just go on like a journey with that and it's really like getting really deep into the music nerd woods but you can do that with that band because he's he's that good and he does like a lot of different things well even though the movie the music is generally like very heavy he'll go into like these little offshoots of all kinds of different playing styles it's really entertaining to listen to yeah i could see that i haven't listened to a lot of tool i I would say I just remember from a couple of their singles that I wasn't like generally a huge fan of the band. Yeah. But I'm going to have to go revisit the drumming for sure. Yeah. It's definitely really good. All right. My number one is my favorite drummer from my favorite live hip hop band. Uh, it's funny because it's like a, he's an opposite Dave Grohl. I would say he does not seem too intense when he's drumming, but he's just cool as shit. My number one is Questlove. Yeah, I like it. Just he's been, I think it says enough about him that he is the face of a hip hop group despite being the drummer. You never see that. And not that you see all that many hip hop groups that have drummers in the first place, but. Uh, that he has been that centralized, that that focus of the roots uh, for this many years, and they've been recording albums for 25 years at this point. Actually, I think their first album was 1993, 27, eight years. Wow. But um, yeah, Questlove is awesome. Definitely my favorite drummer. That's a good, really good pick. I like Questlove. All right, who is your number one? My number one is Bill Ward from Black Sabbath. All right. He, he, like most of my lists, he's a heavy metal drummer who has a background in like blues and, you know, he's, he can do a lot of like really interesting stuff technically as a drummer, but he's just the overall thing as I heard, overheard somebody talking about this once and it like stuck with me is this guy was telling the story about like his friends would dismiss some of the musicians from the heavy metal bands in like the seventies or whatever. And he was like a really big fan of Bill Ward. And he's like, Hey, no Bill Ward swings. And that was like their way of saying like, yeah, it's heavy metal. But if you listen to Bill Ward, like he can, he -hmm. can really like play. And it's true. Like if just, I love black Sabbath. So I've listened to all their albums a lot, but then as I, my appreciation grew for like listening for drumming and stuff, I would go back. And just listen for that, and it's just a—he's just a machine on the drums. Does he? I, is it a rule of all heavy metal drummers to have the double kick drum, or no? I don't think it is. I mean, I think functionally they end up having it most of the time, but I don't know. I don't think there's any kind of like. I think you could still play 
heavy metal drums without the kick, you know, the double kick. Okay. Well, no, excellent number one then. Um, I suspected we would not have double dips on this list, and we indeed did not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, great picks. Uh, what are some of your honorable mentions? I actually have five now because I thought of somebody I couldn't leave off the honorable, honorable mentions as we were going. But uh, I'll say Vinnie Paul, who was the drummer for Pantera, um, who just passed away within the last couple of years, is a masterful heavy metal drummer with the double bass. Um, Mike Portnoy from Dream Theater, Pro- maybe like technically one of the best in the world, I would say. Um, the only reason I didn't even list him is just the people that I ended up putting in the top five were the combination of like i know that they're really good drummers from what i've read and heard about it but i also know that they i like their music the most and i just am not as into dream theater as much recently um john theodore from uh queens of the stone age and mars volta another like just ridiculous ridiculously gifted drummer uh, martin lopez from opeth which is a swedish band he's a jazz drummer who became a heavy metal uh like unbelievably great drummer and then jimmy chamberlain from smashing pumpkins another fantastic drummer yeah that's a good pick i had a ringo star on my list if anything for the drum line for come together oh yeah tell me this is there a more memorable drum line if if all you heard of a song was the drum line you could pick out Come Together, I would argue, faster than any other song. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, I also had uh, Kim Scarfino. I don't know if I'm saying her last name wrong, but she makes the band Matt and Kim. Oh, okay. Uh, like, kills it. Like, some of the best drumming energy I've ever seen. And then I also had Tommy Ramone on my list. Nice. Yeah. Um, all right. If you have a drummer that we forgot... Uh, there's no way we forgot them, um, but it's possible we forgot them. So go ahead and hit us up on our Twitter. That's at Whiskey Sessions, or let us know on our email, uh, Whiskey Sessions Music at gmail.com, and we'll read that on a future episode. But we got to get to your emails for this episode. So without further ado, let's get to it. These are your emails. You sent us emails to read emails, and now we'll read them. All right, B-Pimp, what do we have in the old email inbox? Oh, boy. Uh, Hello. I'm very offended. Here we go. My name is Dalton Sanders, and I had the titular line in the remake of Groundhog Day. It was produced for Blockbuster Video in 1998 and had a limited release exclusively on a small airline. I continue acting to this day despite being criminally overlooked by charlatans such as yourselves. Please hire a research assistant to avoid making another inexcusable faux pas such as this. Look. Wow, <laughs> Dalton Sanders coming in hot. Yeah, coming in real hot. Uh, Dalton, we don't have that kind of hiring a research assistant kind of money on this show. But if you're going to provide the research assistant, or if you would like to be the research assistant, assistant, and this is an unpaid internship, by the way, you're more than welcome to be. Yeah, I was going to say, Dalton, all you have to do is ask. You can come work for us. You don't have to do yeah. this roundabout <laughs> fake small release Groundhog Day remake that you've done. <laughs> What's the small airline, I'm wondering? I was I was curious that he left it. It's like a little bit vague because it just says airline, but he did say small. Yeah. So he's trying to give us a hint. I don't know. I'm going to I'm gonna have to look at which airlines were getting movies made 
specifically for their passengers. I'm curious because <laughs> I don't I don't feel like there are very many small airlines anymore. Yeah, I gotta I gotta we I wanted to know a lot more from this guy. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully we'll hear from them in a future episode as well. But we want to hear from you in a future episode. So email us, whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com. That's our email address. And we'll read your email on our future episode. But that does it for this episode. Be pimp. Do you have any words of wisdom that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Welcome aboard, Dalton. Welcome aboard, Dalton. Uh, words never spoken better. Is that what I'm trying to say? I think yeah. so. All right. Until next episode, this is Amen. Sam, peace out. Adios.